guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode three. Today we interviewed Jessie, who is an entrepreneur with her own energy cleansing soap business, as well as an intuitive life coach. And so today we talked a lot about understanding your body and your mind and how that can help you reach your personal and professional goals as we do here in this podcast. So can't wait for you to hear it and enjoy. So uh, welcome guys. This is episode three of What the Tech Am I Doing? And today we have Jesse. So Jesse is actually a close friend, a mentor, and actually um, my senior manager's wife. And she has helped me in a few situations and really helped me grow as a person. And so I wanted to bring her onto the show because we had a session a few weeks ago. And during that session, actually, um, she helped me break through a few barriers. And since even people at work have noticeably said, wow, you seem a lot happier and more energy. And I'm typically a, a happy person with a lot of energy. So I feel like that's saying something. It, it helped me get to another level. And so I wanted to help share her wisdom with our audience to help hopefully help you guys get to another level as well. So Jesse, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, well, thank you so much for having me and that amazing introduction. It's <laughs> <laughs> so kind of you. I'm so glad to see your transformation too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Jesse. Hi, and I, I'm an intuitive empowerment coach and also the founder of the Soaking Company, an online business that sells uh, soaps and bath bombs for energy cleansing. Uh, in intuitive, intuitive empowerment, I help people to get in tune with themselves um, Everybody is uh, born with their intuitive ability. And um, even if you don't think you have one, we all have a different way of connecting with it. And also help you to be more empowered. uh, Where people, there's many areas in our life we may feel disempowered, especially for women. Um, You know, it could be body image, it could be with family or relationships. So I help them to shift up in the empowerment map. So if they feel fear, I'll make sure to shift them up to feel. happier or stronger, more confident. So, yeah. Awesome. So what ended up getting you into the life coaching realm of it? And how does that, I know that you you talk about your purpose and why you're here and how life coaching fulfills that purpose of yours as well. You know, interesting, you know, I forgot about this. When I was in high school, I was already chosen as one of the counselor <laughs> to help my peers and uh, I noticed that there were a lot of people, um, my schoolmates would come up to me and talk to me about their problems. And it was always like a very easy, um, like I'm an open conduit for them and they would just be able to tell me about their problems and I seemed to understand them. Um, and I think I also didn't take credit that I too had gone through quite a bit of challenges myself, you know, in my early childhood until now. Um, now it's getting better, but because <laughs> I've been through so much that it gives me the understanding of, you know, what pain is like and what, um, you know, what challenges is like in life. So then um, when I went to school in college, I signed up for, I had a psychology major when I graduated with it. And I also volunteer and work at the women's uh, center. So I witnessed a lot of women who has been abused who come in uh, and saw my mentor do a lot of counseling work with them. Um, and I myself had gone through severe depression, um, just coping with my own childhood. So it just, it really, you know, snowball 
you know, evolve into this whole coaching business because I just found that I'm really good at it. Um, I have, I seem to have a knack for it. <laughs> so I yeah, that agree. became it. <laughs> That's awesome. And I feel like at the time, I'm sure now you have that perspective looking back, but when we go through challenges and, and awful scenarios or rough situations at the time, it's, it's not fun. Um, but looking back, you're able to connect to a lot of people in a lot of situations because you've genuinely felt things mm -hmm. and gone through that and learned from it. So I think that's something that I try and keep in mind when I'm going through difficult situations as well is that, you know, this something good is going to come out of it. You're going to grow from it. And I think you are a great example of the, you know, end goal there that you now can relate to so many people and help make their lives better, even if um, you didn't have the best starting. Yeah, I think because too, I've, you know, moved around a lot um, and meet a lot of different people from different cultures, different states, mm -hmm. different country, um, people's, you know, from different ages as well. Did that really help me? And I think I also grew up in a very unconventional way. And, and, you know, most of my friends were like, you know, oh, I live in that house for 20 years. I lived that house since I was a child. And I've never been in the same house for more than three or five years. So it's been, um, you know, th that shows, you know, how much I've, I was traveling and seeing other things. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize that was a, um, uh, you know, a benefit for me now, because now yeah. I, you know, it, it, it helps me to adapt to other people's culture easier. I can understand their language or their accent. So um, that has been, and now my clients are mostly from all around the world. So that's been helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Especially as I feel like now, especially it's a goal to have all the companies are going worldwide. All the communication is going worldwide. And so at the time, maybe it wasn't fun to move around, but now you understand the flexibility and everything required to interact with people of different cultures. Yep. Which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So what's something you think, especially a, a lot of our viewers are professionals, young professionals in their careers or trying to develop themselves. And because it is kind of tech focused, they might have a more analytical brain. So how, can being more in tune with yourself help them professionally, especially in their careers? Well, first of all, you're going to be more balanced for sure. <laughs> um, you, well, we have the left side of the brain, which is more analytical, right? It loves mm -hmm. science stuff and you know, reading and know what to do. And then you have that right brain of yours, which is more creative. So we mm -hmm. want to tap into that creative part. And, you know, and being intuitive is just no more different than, playing the piano, for example, playing the guitar and being um, creative with dance, poetry, writing and stuff like that. So I, I recommend people to be more in tune with themselves so that they can be more aware of what they like to do. Because a lot of people are so confused, you know, what, what they like or what they want to pursue. Um, and it could be simple things like, do I want to take that position? Or if they're a graphic designer, do I want to create this, um, this design and make it look a certain way, you know, um, how, and I think when you are fully connected with yourself, you're also connected with other people, you're more vulnerable, you know, and then the technical part is actually just your way of doing the work. Yeah. 
but connecting heart to heart with other people that takes a little bit more to get deeper and understand you know where am i coming from what's my purpose in this field or this job or mm -hmm. in this department how what is my contribution to my colleagues and yeah. how can i make myself useful so i hope that makes sense it does and i i actually didn't think about it in the technical way in terms of how how it would help them make decisions um but i always think of it which is a great point i always think of it in terms of you know the people skills and the managerial is an obvious one to me mm -hmm. and recently we have a development program at work and we read uh, emotional intelligence 2.0 and there's one side which is knowing yourself and then managing being able to understand what you need and how to manage that and then being aware of other people as well which is another form of being intuitive is being aware of how they feel and then with that information being able to manage them mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm intuitive in the sense where i can understand i'm i'm very aware of other people and what i say how it affects them and how they're feeling that day so i think that helps in my job a lot because i have to do a lot of interpersonal communication but then something that i realized that i was very lacking in was understanding myself and i would see how i was managing the output um through working out or you know if i would want to eat dessert or lay in bed or you know if i was really happy that day or kind of drained but i wouldn't understand what came before it and what was causing it and so that was a really big awakening for me is that i was like i'm good in these areas but like i never even paid attention to the <laughs> like the self-awareness portion um which has kind of been my focus the past few months and and that's where you helped a lot um so another so we talked about professionally another area would be personally how being intuitive and you kind of touched on it is every company talks about work-life balance mm -hmm. and everyone's trying to push for work-life balance because if you have better balance you're a better employee you produce better work you're a better person to be around you motivate people more um so how do you also see it benefiting people's health and personal aspect in balance and have you had any situations where it's affected someone you've seen um someone health affected or personal life taken back in that way if they weren't as aware of it well i can definitely talk about myself you know when i first um well i was actually dealing with ptsd and i had a lot of nightmares and um and you know there was a lot of heavy feelings that i was hold on to um, and, you know, talk about feeling drained, you totally get it, right? When, mm -hmm. when you feel angry or disappointed, resentful, all of these emotions are actually at the lower bottom of um, the map of empowerment. And the map of empowerment is actually, it just tells you like all these different emotions and all the more negative ones that we call are, have, um, it's, it's like a smaller number of um, power and this is uh, written by a psychologist, by the way, and he determines the energy to the particular emotions. And they, because they're smaller numbers, it shows like, you know, like when you turn on the dimmer switch on the light, mm -hmm. you turn it all off the way, all the way, and you can't see anything in the room. But if you turn it all on, then you can see everything in the room. So it's pretty much like when I was experiencing all these lower vibrational emotions, 
I couldn't see past anything else except my own fear and sadness and all of that. So I worked on it. I really worked on it. A lot of people will be like, oh yeah, go for a walk and go for, you know, get your cupcakes and, <laughs> you know, get a massage and things like that. And while that's great and I feel like it takes care of certain things, um, mostly physical, but it comes mm-hmm. to emotional, you really have to be uh, honest with yourself. You know, what are you holding on? And a lot of times it has nothing to do with other people. It's just how we're holding on to it and how we're willing to let go of it. So when I was able to let go of it, it really feels like I let go a whole ton of brick, you know, and I, it's almost like every time I let go of another layer of stuff, mm-hmm. I become more productive. I become yeah. more vibrant and I'm clear. I have the clarity. I know what to do, you know, and, it, mm-hmm. and things just show up for me and talk about manifestation. It really does. You know, when it, it when this clears out, there's no more blockages in front of you. You're no longer seeing it from the filter of those fear of resentment or that um, uh, shame or guilt. So when you take that filter off, oh my gosh, you know, now you're seeing things with so much clarity and you can project that passion of yours into it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it just makes so much difference. Yeah. I love that. I feel like, I've noticed that in being able to, I like what you said about not feeling guilt about it. It's like understanding how you feel and being like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, we can, I feel like step one is understanding how you feel. And if you can go from there and deal with it, that's great. But even step one is being okay with it and okay with how you feel and not feeling mm-hmm. guilty. If you need a day of relaxation, not feeling guilty about it because I think even when I would need a day of relaxation, I saw that as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be productive that day, but I also wouldn't be as productive the next day because I didn't give myself the rest where now if I'm like, okay, I'm kind of drained today. I'll be tired. I'll relax. And then the next day I'll be crazy productive because I gave my body what it needed. Um, Whereas I think we always focus on those really highs that you're talking about where you're getting everything done on your to-do list. You feel great at the end of the day. And we just try and get as many of those intense days out of ourselves as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've noticed even kind of all my days have elevated to that level. And then every once in a while, I mean, I'm a person, I still get tired. Everyone does. Um, (laughs) Everybody does. I mean, there was once upon a time we actually do things according to the moon cycle. (laughs) You know, women's reproductive system actually also depend on the moon cycle. And there's a gravitational pull towards that as well. And you can Mm -hmm. see with the ebb and flow, I mean, the flow and high tide of the ocean. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so now with the modern life, we forget about that, you know? Yeah. And I'm not (laughs) saying that you have to predict when's the next full moon that I'll do this, (laughs) you know, but it's just know that you, you too get into, you know, the valleys of things. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're at the peak, sometimes you're at the bottom. Um, and just really be honest with yourself, like, where am I at? You know, what am I feeling? And why am I feeling that? And a lot mm-hmm. of time when people feel like, oh, I feel this hatred toward this thing, or I feel this fear, um, just know that there's nothing wrong with you. There's absolutely a reason why you feel that way. And a lot of people talk themselves out of it, like, oh, it's just another thing, you know, oh, it's just another day. But, you know, if it stays with you for like more than seven days or two weeks, you got to address it. You got to look into it. What's what's bothering you? And 
again, there's nothing wrong to feeling lower about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and don't sho- shove it away because it's just like, you know, sweeping under the rug and it'll show up until you address <laughs> it, right? <laughs> yep. You'll yeah. feel like you're having the same argument or you always, you know, you'll get over it and then you'll feel it again a few months later and you're like, okay, clearly something's up. Mm-hmm. So what do you recommend for people when they're in those low states? What tools can they use to understand that and maybe even get themselves out of it or have it occur less often, as you said, so they get out of that cycle of continuous mm-hmm. um, self-deprecating almost? Yeah. Well, first of all, you got to feel it to heal it. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> you know it's, it's, a, it's, it's a quote out there it, you gotta feel it to heal it you know if you if you choose not to feel it and you're always just like showing it away it will turn out as a nightmare it would turn up as uh self-sabotaging acts you know um it could even come out automatically towards friends and family uh things that you don't intend to say you say it you know so yeah. it it will show up somewhere because it just needed to come out it just needed to be projected out but if you feel it, you allow yourself to know, okay, I'm not feeling good about this whole thing. Or maybe I don't feel good collaborating this project with this person. Why is it? And it'll be good to just journal it out, express yourself. And if you don't, if you don't feel good about writing, you can talk to a friend or a coach, you know, whoever you trust that has a more neutral perspective on things. That's always a good start. Um, other than that, you know, meditation really works well too. And you know, if this is a recurring, uh, feeling that you always had, then try to meditate about five, 10 minutes will help you to like, just have your center again. If you know that this, Hey, this thing is always a trigger for me and I'm aware that it's a trigger and I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm feeling it, but I don't want to get caught up in that whirlpool you know whirlpool of things just find your center so and that that works for me and sometimes really go out for a walk seeing the greeneries that also work as well um but i really recommend you all to like find a coach and i know you guys in your company has a coach as well so just talking that out putting it on the tables being it letting a letting it be visible for you to see instead of Mm -hmm. keeping it in your mind that will also help you to, you know, realize, okay, this is priority and I need to work on that. Yeah. I like your idea. Cause even, even if you don't have access to a coach, but like you said, writing it down or a trusted friend, someone who is in a state that they can help you and and not going to bounce off negative things, but having, as you discuss it and let it out, I think you yourself can kind of bring it to light and just let yourself talk it through. But I think to your point, my first meditation was with you and I never, I think actually I like the first meditation was with my sister. She took me to a like full moon meditation and I hated <laughs> about it. The moon. <laughs> I hated it. I, we let, they had the, the dongs and I was not, I was in high school or college. Um, and she had done it before. And I remember going home and I was like, you cannot pay me to go back. Like, how do people sit like that for, I think it was 30 minutes or an hour. And it was far out of my comfort zone. And so when you recommended like a few minute meditation, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like that. Um, <laughs> but now I try like every morning 
just sitting with myself even. And I used to be the person that, I mean, now that we're work from home, would wake up five minutes before my first meeting, um, get, you know, do my quick little brush my teeth, you know, prep, and then be ready to go. And I never saw an issue with that. I know people always say, give yourself time in the morning, but I saw it as like wasting time because I was like, time is efficient. I need to be maximize it. Like I'm not going to sit around and have a bagel and some coffee and (laughs) sit or, you know, like to me that seemed like wasting time. And now even I'll try and set aside, even if it's a few minutes in the morning or not having my phone for the first 30 minutes of my day and sitting with myself and trying to do a meditation. But even if I can't get a meditation, doing a body check and being like, okay, how do I feel today? Mm -hmm. Um, And if I some days are, you know, you wake up and you're, you're really excited and want to get the day going and you're like, okay, wait, like, why am I feeling this way? And then I I'll sometimes do a, you know, look at my calendar mentally and be like, you're set for everything. Like you're ready. Or even if it's me being annoyed at something, I'm like, okay, why am I annoyed? Okay. That doesn't matter. And moving past it versus getting halfway through your day. Like you said, if you just keep carrying it and then being like, well, now I'm really annoyed. this person from work and it's not because something they did it's because something you didn't deal with like a few hours ago so I really like that idea and I mean you could do it any time in the day morning I choose to do that because I think it sets my day well there's been a a few that I've done at night because I'm like it was a long day um one of the things that I yeah one of the things I like to ask myself is you know what do I want to experience today do I want to experience efficiency or do I want to experience happiness or I just want to uh, experience connection with other people. And I also want to mention uh, that, you know, we talk about dealing with the emotions, right? Let's say we have um, the fear of showing up in the world. Like I have fear. I used to have the fear of even uh, being in front of a group of people, whether it's, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's public speaking, it just could be a party. Uh, oh, wow. And um, just, you know, and so let's say, you know, if you're dealing with that kind of fear mm-hmm. and you're paralyzed by it, and so you, you, you realize that, oh, you know, I do have this fear and I don't want to go. And, and it's not like you um, are not aware of it. You, you, now that you feel it, so now you become aware of it and you ask your core self. Your core self is the one that has all the knowing that comes in with a purpose that has all the solution for you. So if you connect with your heart and you ask yourself, what would I do in this situation? How can I help myself to not be in fear? What would courage have me do mm-hmm. instead of letting fear drive me in my journey? So, and the reason I talk about between the core and the ego self, which is our vehicle, and we talk about that, you know, our body is like the car and the person in it that's driving, it's our spirit self or the core self. So if you only have the vehicle, it's not going to be driven. It's not going to go from destination A to from one point to another point, right? Mm -hmm. So you need that person to drive it. And that person is that inner self, that inner self that's aware of her surrounding, that's aware of her inner conversation that tells you, oh, you shouldn't do this, or you should be more efficient, you should be more productive with your time. That's your vehicle. But the inner self recognizes it like, oh, that's a conversation. And that's what meditation helped with. 
is that now you become aware of that conversation and you can control it. You know, so, and it's not just like, oh, you got to shut up. No, don't talk, <laughs> but have that compassion. Like, yeah, I realize I've been really hard on myself. It's okay. I have, I can take care of it. And I, I'm adult now and I can take care of myself. And um, so in a situation where I was fearful, I asked myself, like, what was the next thing that I could do? And my inner self said to start small. Then to start small is to go to a smaller group of two to three people. And that was really comfortable for me. Then I pushed myself mm -hmm. to go to a bigger group. And then I started doing public speaking. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I forgot about my problem now. <laughs> and now you, if someone saw you, they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't yeah. even <laughs> I have a speaking coach too, by the way, to help me find uh -huh. my voice. So mm -hmm. it's... I mean, it's work, it's work in progress, but, you know, I do recognize I have come a long way from that person who is so intimidated by everybody. And I mean, I respect all of you guys who are doing such amazing work at, at words. Uh, and I always consider myself to be this hippie woman, you know, married to an engineer. <laughs> like, who am I? You know, but um, I, I see, I see the value that I bring into life and I start to respect yeah. myself too. And so that's, mm -hmm that's been a huge journey for me to step up and show up for myself and for everybody who benefit from my work. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So much. Cause I feel like, I mean, you said it is, if you compare yourself to engineers, you'd be like, I don't have those skills. Maybe if you have a negative outlook, you'd say, I'm not comparable to that. But looking at yourself holistically, you're like, no, I don't want to be an engineer, nor do I need to be an engineer, but <laughs> I have something special to bring to the world. And I think that's something that no matter what the person is looking at themselves and being like, what is that thing that I can bring to the world? And I think you had to, I always have the thing of like, okay, what I'm doing isn't enough. I need to do more. I think one of the things that you really helped me with is like, you have this special thing and everyone has their own unique gift or trait that they're going to bring and just showing up and, you know, being happier, being that, that light or whatever it may be to someone um, is enough. And so I think changing that perspective where I'm like, okay, whatever I do in the day, it's enough because I'm, I'm being me and me is enough. And I bring something special to this world and I'm going to do whatever I can to make it a little better. And so I, I hope if everyone goes about it with that mindset, then you're not comparing yourself to the person next to you because they have a different talent or different gift different that they're bringing. Set. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I like your perspective on that a lot. I think what is helpful for me too is recognizing what you're good at and yeah. what you're not so good at. You know? <laughs> so when you see what you're good at, what, what are your, um, um, your talents and skills and your backgrounds and experiences, that's what's formed you to do what you do today. You know, I um, have coached a doctor and he was, um, experience in the pediatrician department. So he was really good with kids, but then all of a sudden he switched into aesthetic, which is so far, <laughs> very different from where he was coming from. Yeah. But then he realized that he was really good with injection. He was really good with um, helping women with body image, you know, helping them appreciate mm -hmm. their beauty um, mm -hmm. and not go too far with, you know, the <laughs> whatever alteration that they want to do um counseling them and all of that stuff and he 
And so when he recognized all of that, now he feels more comfortable moving forward with his business mm-hmm. and know how exactly um, how to cater to his clients and what he's good at now, he can market that. So all of that information will be very useful, whatever you do, whether it's a job, it's a business, you know, it could be um, your art or being a mother, you know, how you can yeah. see what you're good at with taking care of your kids. And then you can outsource the rest, you know, because not <laughs> we, we are not made to be good at everything. We're good at certain things. So continue to use that. And when you're aware of that, again, I feel like it'll be very convenient for you with job search of being in, you know, doing what you want to do in your job. Definitely. Yeah. At work, when we first came in, I think actually when I was an intern, they gave us the book Strength Finders and I really hated it. Actually, I I read it and I feel like I'm saying I don't like a lot of things here. I'm normally pretty accepting, (laughs) but but I I read it in the first like page and I was still in college and it said um, something about like, Tiger Woods is good at golf and and he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to be great at basketball if he wanted to or you know dunk the ball he should stick to golf because that's his thing and that's that's how I read it I'm sure it said it much more eloquently um but I saw it as like you you can't do you know stick to your lane and for me I'm like no I can do anything I want to do and it's like yeah you can but um after I took the test is when I actually looked into it a little more um because I saw the test come back and I was like oh yeah that's right it tells you your top five strengths and then hearing other people's I was like that would never be my strength and Mm -hmm. that's a good point that those are the areas you want to work on because that's what's going to make you great at whatever you're doing versus trying to be like well they're really good at that and that you know I'll do that even if you know I'm a five out of 10 out of that where I could be a 10 out of 10 and making Mm. much more of an impact if I'm Mm -hmm. focusing on the things that I'm good at. And that's not saying that you can't do the other things. You can always develop yourself in other areas, but not making those working areas your main focus. Cause then I feel like that's not going to maybe make you happy every day. You're constantly not focusing on the things you enjoy or the things you're good at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I recommend people to really, um, even if it doesn't make sense to you why that gives you joy when you do it, continue <laughs> to do it because you will find out why. Uh, so like, you know, like me, you know, I was, I was trained. I also did a graphic design um, degree and I ended up not doing, it, even though I was really good at it, I, I would graduate, you know, second uh, top two in my class, but it was like, I dread myself you know, I drag my feet to work every day, even though <laughs> I did a fantastic job. And I'm not bragging, but I'm just like, you know, everybody's like, you got to yeah. do this for the rest of your life. I'm like, no, I can't imagine myself <laughs> doing that. So even though you may be a 10 out of 10 with mm-hmm. that particular skill, but if it drains you, you don't feel you, you know, that's not your niche and it, you can't force it. You got to do something that empowers mm-hmm. you, that gives you energy, energize you. And that could even evolve into something else. And you'll continue to find it will just refine as you move along. Do you have um, any more tools or things that you'd like to share in terms of elevating to the next level? I've got to think on this one. That's okay. I figure before we move on from this topic. Um, 
personally, I like to do some retreat. Like I did a retreat for myself um, mm. a few weeks ago and I love, and it's not like a retreat at a spa. It's just like a retreat for myself. <laughs> just really sitting down with myself and treating myself as a client and ask mm-hmm. what's, what's, what, where am I at today? And I actually took mm-hmm. five to six hours and I know some people don't have the luxury, but I <laughs> try to find a time where you can, um, you can meditate, you can journal. Um, I love to use um, some books that inspire you and read through those um, mm-hmm. paragraphs, you know, and see what jumps out at you. So if this is especially useful when there are times where you just feel like, okay, I, I'm at a fork of the road, fork in the road, which one do I, where do I go? Yeah. Maybe there's yeah. no fork. Maybe it's just like, I'm, it's just foggy to me and I don't know where's my direction. <laughs> You know, and so this is a good time for you to just really sit down and recenter yourself and tune into your inner GPS and see what jumps out at you. And maybe you may feel like, okay, I'm, I'm really, really foggy. I really don't know how to do this. So then find something that helps you relax. So it could be a 10, 15 minutes meditation. It could be listening to slow music. You know, it could be gardening um, or just reading a good book. It's, and just allow yourself to replenish. You just fill your cup, so to speak. Yeah. And then check in yourself again and see, okay, do I have a clear idea now? Do I know where to go? Do I know how to up-level? So that will be my suggestion for you. And if you would go through it with a workshop with me, and I've done this workshop in the past before, uh, I would guide them you know, for this few hours from like introducing themselves, getting to the meditation, finding that, core self and then share it with the group and what's our next action step that will be the whole uh, you know container that we we play with yeah yeah what's interesting with your field of work even it's you're not giving people all the answers you're helping them get to the answers that they kind of already have they already I think that's have. Always, yeah exactly and it's interesting because you know we'll sit here and depending on you could go in the negative mindset and be like, you know, what was me? I don't know what to do. Um, but you help them cross over to the line. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you do know what to do. You know what you should do, or you know your options. You just, one, need motivation to get there. Um, but two, maybe might need someone to guide you um, to really figure out what your decision is. But it's so interesting to me that it's like, you're just helping them get to where they go. But it's like, I think that's the most empowering thing to me is that it's like the answers were within within you the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's interesting because in in our session, you know, remember you were surprised Mm -hmm. that I already knew this stuff. (laughs) I know the answer to my problems or the issues. And you were like, Oh my God, I didn't realize I had that voice. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I know that. So yeah, a lot of people come into me like, I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do, but I, I would, help them to declutter that's what i did and it's declutter 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 and then find that within your deeper self and i already see that within you as just just as much as you see my strength and my talents right i see the same thing in you we both reflect that light so i'm just i i could just tell you and say this is your answer but you won't believe me no (laughs) yeah Yeah. so you've got to do the work and then you'll say oh now I take pride in finding that answer exactly I would comes out of me Mm -hmm. so that's that's my biggest joy and every time I see them like oh there she goes she knows her (laughs) stuff (laughs) 
thank you for being on. I think we had a great discussion and I hope people were able to take tips out of this and things that they can apply to their life and try and have, you know, that elevating mindset to, to really level up Mm -hmm. and we'll go into the guided meditation and hopefully um, this is even something that people can help bring them to that next level, starting off trying to understand themselves and then see where it takes them. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, whatever you prefer to listen to, as well as our Instagram where you'll find our updates for future episodes where we'll be posting every two weeks. We also, as part of this interview with Jesse, filmed a meditation session. It was about 15 minutes and we're going to post it as a following video and podcast. So please look into that and we'll see you next time on What the Tech Am I Doing?